Welcome to the Small Business Edge Podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Now, here's your host, Brian Moran. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Small Business Edge Podcast. In today's Small Business Spotlight segment, our guest is Christine Tellian, co-founder of You and I, and that is spelled U-E-N-I, You and I. They are a mission-driven organization that has helped over 650,000 small businesses get online, which we plan to discuss in great detail today, which I'm looking forward to. But in a nutshell, you and I promises business owners to build a beautiful website in seven days, which should guarantee your happiness. Otherwise, you get your money back. And with that, I want to welcome to the Small Business Edge podcast, Christine Tellian. Welcome. Thanks so much, Brian. Great to be here. We're thrilled to have you. And, and I've gotten to know you over the last couple of months because I am a customer of you and I. You and I connected, and you're in the process of building a website for me, right? Yeah. How's, how's it gone from your point of view? <laughs> I, well, let me tell you, that's why I'm having you on my podcast. I was overjoyed with the whole process. And I just, I, I just couldn't believe, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut to the chase. You do this for $149. You, you built a beautiful website for me. Now, there are other services that I can buy and whatnot. You've got this great lifetime offer that you give to business owners. But I was, this is probably like one of the best things I've ever purchased for my business. I'm, I'm really thrilled to hear it. So it's, that's what we aim to do. So great. All right. Well, let's get into it. So you launched you and I, which again is UENI.com. You launched that in 2014. Tell us what you were doing in 2014 that made you decide that this was going to be your calling. Well, I mean, before we launched you and I, I was actually doing something very different. Um, I, you know, I began my career, I think I told you, um, as an energy markets analyst. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I built up knowledge about things like oil and gas and um Russia, Ukraine, Central Asia. I lived in Central Asia for a time and I, I became an oil trader. And I loved it because it was so interesting. And I landed ultimately into a role where I needed to do something very entrepreneurial. I had to set up some new trading flows essentially to get Caspian oil out to new markets in Asia. And you know, it was it was really challenging um, because I needed to convince my counterparties to change what they had been doing for a long time take a risk and unlock value that was present in a new source of supply. Anyway, I spent th- you know more than three years doing it. And in the end, it worked and it became a standard in the market. And for me, that was kind of a turning point in my life because, and I think about that experience a lot because it showed me that I could be effective at doing something quite entrepreneurial. And, and I like that, mm-hmm. but I always wanted to do well by doing good, as they say, and have more impact on real people's lives. As a business person, like I wanted to do more. And another experience that always stayed with me was when I was in college and Google was digitizing the Harvard Library. And I remember thinking, well, you know, this is it. This is how people are going to get access to information. And we're going to see benefits of this as a society. It's going to trickle down to other things. Mm-hmm. But that was 2004. And fast forward a decade to 2014 when we started you and I. And we still saw that despite that access, so many people were being left behind, consumers and business owners. So when we started, you and I, it was really about this, to give everybody more access. 
on the one hand, customers, right? So we all rely on Mother Google to direct us everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what was coming up when, even now, when, when you need to buy something or book a service, you know, time and again, it's the big chains and franchises, love, rather than those lovely local businesses uh, around the corner. Um, and on the other hand, small, small business owners, particularly local ones, uh, we saw, the more we spoke with them, that they struggled to get a solid online presence that they could keep up to date easily and by themselves. So my co-founder, who's also my husband, um, he's a shoot for the moon kind of guy. And um, <laughs> we were encountering this problem. Like we, we, it just kept popping up in our lives, uh, not finding local businesses um, and keep coming back to this idea. Um, so we started researching it. And we saw that this was a big challenge, like a really big challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. in our lives, that's, you know, that's what we were looking for. We wanted to make a big difference. And um, so we set out to do this, to digitize small businesses. What's amazing about it is that the pandemic really exposed those businesses. I think of like the last animals running onto Noah's Ark, <laughs> you know, Saying, you know, the flood's coming, the flood's coming in and, and nobody's paying attention. All of a sudden the flood starts coming and all the animals go, all right, I'm on, I'm on. I, I, I imagine that's what business owners were thinking when the pandemic hit and suddenly you couldn't be face to face with your customers anymore, your prospects or anybody in your ecosystem. And that suddenly people were saying, what was the name of that website? You know, the, the company that was going to build our website. Right? Did you did you find that kind of response in 2020, 2021? Look, th- there was a lot of that, um, but you know the solutions that are out there didn't change radically overnight. I mean, mm-hmm. if we think about the landscape of of what solutions do small businesses have at their disposal, typically you have the spectrum from do it yourself website builders which is, you know, tech, all the way to kind of freelancers, web developers, digital agencies kind of, mm-hmm. you know, that do it for you on the other hand. And so in the main, the, the businesses were still confronted with this kind of, that was their choice. And in a lot of ways, and, and this is why kind of how you and I is different and, you know, why we add value, I believe, is because, you know, the do-it-yourself website builders they require time and expertise. And, and what we find from our customers is that a vast minority of the people that start on the website builder track actually get online. I mean, um, a lot of these companies are publicly, uh, publicly listed companies. So they have data mm-hmm. about this. And you know, 10, 20% of the people that start ultimately get a website. On the other hand, you do have that uh, freelancer or digital agency there's a lot of uh, investment required in terms of upfront costs and then ongoing maintenance. And um, the platform that they use may not be so uh, accessible and easy to edit. So whilst there was this absolute um, imperative to get online, and a lot of people did go for those options, it's not that it was so easy for them to do so necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where kind of you and I comes in because unlike those, uh, those two alternatives, what we offer is a done for you solution. I mean, like, like you were saying, um, that is much more affordable 
than, than the solutions that are typically out there. Um, what we offer is easy because our websites are done for you and they're simple to edit. So there's no coding, copy or design. They're affordable as we talked about. So you only have to pay one, $149 once for a professional online presence. And then if you want, uh, we can do uh, help you with your marketing on an ongoing basis for a very low fee. And we're also service oriented. So a human team is delivering the solution and that high quality support in real time. And this is in contrast to the traditional do-it-yourself website builders, or even some of the agencies that kind of set you up and, and then kind of leave you to your own devices. So right. Of course, I mean, it was, you know, like they say, and uh, there's been a lot of data published around, you know, a decade was of, of digitization was achieved in, in a year. Um, there, you know, it, obviously there were, you know, necessity breeds that innovation and, and people felt, you know, they had to jump, restaurants had to jump on all these delivery platforms that they also paid the delivery platforms, you know, high fees <laughs> to do right. that. But, you know, when you look at the, the landscape, um, the problems that small businesses face in terms of getting online, they, they didn't change overnight. And so that's, that's our philosophy. And that's where we feel, you know, there's, there's a great unmet need that we're seeking to fill by helping bridge that gap and helping customers over the line and, and, and guaranteeing that they get set up successfully and then um, build a, a, a growing online presence over time. So you build websites all over the world. Right. You have you have clients. I don't know. How many countries would you say you have clients? in? We're in 10 countries. All right. So 10 countries around the world. Do you find that building websites for small business owners around the world is fairly universal? Do you find that there are different needs in different regions? I mean, I, I'd love to I'd love to hear about that, about, you know, what's it like to build a, a website in the U.S. versus, I don't know, Ireland or, or or India or any of the other countries that you might be in. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because there are some universals and then there are some hyper particular things. I mean, a fundamental principle of you and I taking the regions out, but just thinking about more generally is that the vast majority of small businesses don't need a highly custom everything. Mm -hmm. there, there are formulas to making a successful website and we follow them. Um, and you know, at the same time, we support over a thousand categories of business in these different countries. And so wow. we, we spend a lot of time studying uh, the use cases for those businesses. You know, like what information do you need on your site, where to present it, what functionality is important. And of course, there are meaningful differences uh, in, in, in those cases. And we're always trying to tell the business's story, right? I mean, we're, we're, we work hard to ensure that every business website is professional and authentic. It's true to that business. I hope you felt that uh, in your case. But we also have the objective of trying to drive traffic and ultimately have, uh, you know, set up the site so that the site ultimately converts that traffic. That's, you know, kind of writ large. But yes, there are some regional differences. I mean, um, there are a lot of things, but I can, I can point to, I think, a few more interesting ones. Um, like in Brazil, for example, you know, the majority of businesses will use WhatsApp as a primary contact method. Okay. And, um, and I mean, WhatsApp penetration in Brazil is like insane. It's like, uh, you know, over 90%. Wow. But um, from a business perspective, um, it, it, it carries forward. Um, businesses also use uh, businesses in Brazil also use QR codes uh, quite quite actively, 
And, um, and, and something very interesting kind of across Latin America, we see that um, almost all businesses had social media presence before, you know, before coming to you and I, um, but they didn't have a website, but they had a, a fairly uh, built out social media presence, which is not something necessarily that we see as much in uh, the US or the UK. Right. Um, and of course, payment methods like in LATAM vary quite a bit. So um, there's a very prevalent uh, system of paying with like a voucher mm-hmm. where uh, you can pay offline. So, um, you you know, you can go to like a, a forecourt and pay your voucher with cash offline. Um, so that's very popular. Paying in installments for most things uh, with credit card is also very popular. So, you know, so in Latin America, you see those kinds of things. Um, in India, you know, in contrast to elsewhere, for example, they uh, they often prefer stock photography over own taken photos. Um, you know, which you know I see stock photography and I always kind of recoil. But um, they, you know, they like that look, mm-hmm. and um, often will you'll see businesses tend to be multifaceted, and they ask that we present this on their site. So you'll have different categories under the same roof. So like a chartered accountant that also does things like tutoring and photography and they'll want to display that all on the same site and and you'll find also like addresses uh, could be very interesting in their presentation so not just like as we typically see a street name and number but something that's relational like opposite the superstore or behind x street Um, so very pragmatic things to help orient their you know their site visitors you know in the u.s you do see that businesses are more likely to have their own personal brand um, even more so than in the UK, where, uh, you know, what I've seen is that there's a, a, a larger focus on, let's say, being local and presenting reviews. Yeah. So that kind of gives you a, a little bit of a feel of some of the differences. I, I imagine, and I just thought of this, uh, so I know my listeners are probably wondering, how did you come up with the name U-E-N-I, you and I? I mean, I get the, the play there, but where did that come from? I'll tell you very honestly, it was the shortest uh, domain name that we could afford um, back when we were bootstrapping the business. <laughs> so, um, now it's it, classic. <laughs> but, but the, 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 the biggest thing is that when we bought it, we said we're going to call ourselves, I guess, UNE. And then I was but talking about it's not about an people. acronym for something? It, it wasn't. No. Um, and, and, and I was talking to a friend of mine who's uh, a marketing guy in the States and I had only emailed him about, you know, our new business idea and, you know, that's what we're calling ourselves and all this. And he, when I spoke with him on the phone, he, he called it you and I, and that's how he pronounced it like instinctively. And I said, of course, (laughs) that's, that is how we pronounce our name. And, um, and we were you and I ever since. And obviously I love the name, you know, uh, well, I, my experience is that people either uh, love it or, or hate it and, and never pronounce it properly. But um, I love it because it does capture that community element of what we're doing. And um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, spot on. Okay. Well, well, well done. You know what? It's a You know, who knew what a Yahoo was, right. Or a Google before, <laughs> before they came about. All right. So let's get back to a number that I, I, mentioned right at the beginning of the podcast, and that's 650,000. So you've helped a lot of businesses around the world get online over the last now eight years. 
Tell me some of the key takeaways that you've learned. I mean, you would you really have your finger on the pulse of what's happening with these businesses and and whether it's some of the mistakes that they've made or the lessons that they've learned. And, you know, you, I, you can almost write a book, you know, uh, you and I, you know, uh, a journey I, together. You're totally right. Yeah. <laughs> I have the book in me. I do. Um, okay. But, t- but t- tell us, like, like today, you know, our listeners are listening to you today. Yeah. Tell us, tell them some, some key takeaways that you've learned, mistakes that you've seen made, or mm-hmm. like just brilliant ideas that you've seen come about as a result of things that have happened over the last eight years. What I'd say is and there are a few things that I've mm-hmm. observed. And it's, um, you know, when you work with so many businesses, you really have to pause to kind of uh, step back and abstract from them, you know. Um, but there's there are a few things. One is that uh, every business owner has a story to tell, but so many of these stories struggle to get told. Mm. I think it's a big part of what we do, and it's a very rewarding thing um, to help them tell it and to help them build their online reputation so others can learn their story too. But as a s- small business owner, you need to tell your story to stand out from the next business out there. You just you absolutely need to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, second thing, very important. I mean, I know this for myself as a, as a business owner, and I see that among our, our customers, successful business owners know that they can't do everything themselves. And I think more than this, they know that time and money are interchangeable resources. And so the most successful business owners like I've encountered understand that, yes, maybe I can build a website myself and, and some of them have tried, but but why, you know, yeah. it's better for my wallet and for my sanity to focus on doing what I do well. Um, and it's not like our customers are big businesses. I mean, these are solo entrepreneurs or, you know, micro businesses up to four or five employees usually, right? So they don't have a big staff. That they can be, you know, delegating lots of stuff. They have to wear a lot of hats, but the businesses that particularly do well understand that time is money and building a website, um, you know, I- I'm failing to do what I do well. And so they say, look, you and I, here's info about my business, build me something great and, and works well. Um, I, I've, I've observed that quite a bit. Um, and I think also that, you know, among the, the, the most successful um, or, or all the successful businesses, definitely one thing that's true is that they know that they need to drive their success. No one hands it to them and they try everything. Right. Now, you and I's mission in life is to enable that success. You know, there are best practices, there are playbooks to use at every turn, all, you know, whether it's information to include on your website, how to efficiently collect Google reviews, how to build engagement on social media. You know, we leverage those practices and create solutions for small business owners to launch and grow their business online. But our most successful customers are the ones that grab what they give, what we give them with both hands tell us as much possible about their business. They ask us lots of questions. They chat with our experts. They use all our features actively. And then they see the return on investment. And, and they're doing that at you and I, but they're doing that in every sphere. And, and they're looking for opportunities. And, you know, they're not just, they're not just doing one thing. Um, so it's, you know, it's definitely not those, you know, the, those business owners that think that, you know, even with a done for you solution, I go there and, you know, I'm made. Of course, 
it doesn't it doesn't just work like that. Mm-hmm. It's an important um, part of their success. But, um, you know, you as a business owner have to drive it. And I think the other thing is, and I see it just every day, and, and I, I think, you know, I've told you before that small business owners, you know, they, they need human support. Mm. I mean, they need to work with suppliers and vendors that offer that. You know, tech is something of an enigma, right? Because it's the great enabler. And yet, as it becomes more and more advanced, it, it does alienate people without the bandwidth to learn it. You know, not that it's necessarily complex, but it does require time and focus to learn. So um, I've seen clearly that, you know, for a very large proportion of small business owners, simply handing them software, even great software, isn't enough. You need to know what to do with it. And not just one time throughout your online journey. And, you know, this is why tech needs to be married with a high quality accessible service for this kind of customer. In my experience, and now all of a sudden I'm having a senior moment, my uh, UNI representative, was it Nono? Noni? Nuno. 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 And he was in Portugal, right? I think? Yes. Okay. That's right. I, he's my best friend. <laughs> I love, I mean, I cannot believe that's really what got me about this whole uh, offer and experience was yeah. that. You know, I, t- I sent all my information in and seven days later, they said, you know, we're going to call you back. We're going to make it all beautiful. And then we're going to call you back. And there was that constant interaction. And you felt like, wow, this is pretty impressive so far. Mm-hmm. Like, OK. And then when I when Nonu called me and we spoke for like an hour and I kept thinking to myself, like, this is insane. This is like he's done such a great job and he goes oh you don't like this oh then we can do that and we can add video and then we can do this and we can list your podcast we can do all of these fun things and like he was as excited about building my website as i was yeah and i just i I, you know i i don't know how you do it but like to find somebody like that who is as passionate as you are the owner of the business is really a, a testament either to your culture or your company or your HR person. I don't know who, who, who it is. Like, you know, bring, bringing that type of person on who, who is as passionate as you are is a testament to the values you hold as, a, as an entrepreneur and a business. Thank you, thank, thank you for saying that. I mean, it's, I have to say that it is the thing I am most proud of, um, our team. Like, I guess people say that, right? But like, as a founder, you know, we are a mission-driven company. I mean, I love what we do, but it's really about that shared experience. And it is something I want to make sure uh, as people, you know, learn about you and I as a, as a brand, as a company, that they know there is this team of hardworking, motivated people who share this mission behind the company. Mm. We, that's what we are. And um I'll definitely tell our head of talent um, <laughs> what you said today because she'll be really pleased. That's what um, for me, you know, people is the number one priority, and we put a lot, a lot of attention on it. Indeed. Good, good. All right. Well, we're in the home stretch, believe it or not, of this podcast. It always happens, <laughs> right? You have a great conversation with a uh, a fantastic entrepreneur, and then you, before you know it, it's uh, it's the witching hour, right? Where yeah. We've got to get on with our day and let our listeners go check out you and I.com. Um, what, what does the future hold for your company? What would you love to achieve in the next 
one, three, five years? Our mission has always been the same, right? It's always about, you know, we've, we've digitized about 650,000 small businesses. You know, I want to get millions of small businesses online. Um, we continue to invest in the product. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I spent a good part of my morning uh, demoing some uh, advanced layouts that will be available soon. And I'm really excited about, and it's really about enabling that access. And, um, you know, we are a global company. We want to continue that and, um, you know, reach people that otherwise wouldn't. I mean, I live for that customer feedback when people write, you know, my alternative wasn't Wix or name your website builder. My alternative was not ever getting online. Mm. And, you know, um, you and I, if, if I hadn't found you, I, I wouldn't have had an online presence. And, um, you know, that's, that's what keeps me going. I mean, I wake up fresh, like we just started this every day and, um, that's what I want to keep doing. A beginner's mind. That's the (laughs) best approach to life. You have to stay fresh. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best approach to life. If people wanted to learn more about you and I, they wanted to reach out, have questions, What's the best way for them to do it? Social media, visit your website. What do you Yeah, do? all of the above. Um, definitely to learn about what we do, just go to uni.com, U-E-N-I.com. Um, a lot of info there. We also have a live chat. So if you have any questions about what we do, just ask, please. Um, listeners can always reach out to me. I, mm-hmm. I'm very happy to, to talk with folks. I'm Christine at uni.com. Um, so yeah, we would love to hear from you. Okay. Fantastic. This has been great. This, I, you know what, like I said, Thank you so I, much. I started, you know, with you as a, as a client and then I became an advocate. And then one day I hope to be the ambassador, an ambassador, right? Like, a, and, and tour around Thank the country, you, but really, you know, you're, you as I always say, you know, people who help small businesses and even the smallest of small businesses are doing God's work, you know, where mm-hmm. it's, it's you're helping people who have told you otherwise I would not have a, a, an internet presence an online presence. And we're at, we are past that stage. Yeah. You, 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 there's, that's not an either or situation. Yeah. You know, everybody who's anybody who's going to put their time, money and, and sweat equity into a business needs to have an online presence. So no, that's it. That's totally it. And, you know, as you, as you alluded to earlier, I mean, the world changed with, with the pandemic. Right. And so, you know, we, this, this uh, lifetime deal that, you know, we've been talking about this $149 offer, it's really um, something that came, you know, really accelerated during the pandemic. And I think that in the context of everything going on, all the challenges business owners, they, they did and continue to appreciate the ability to pay, you know, once, um, have the personal guidance and, um, and, you know, we, we just want to build on that. Um, it's really responding to the moment. UENI.com. Check it out today. Christine Tellian, thank you so much for being our guest on today's small business spotlight segment of the small business edge podcast. Um, I wish you continued success. I look forward to keeping in touch. I will send 
all of my clients who do not have websites to you uh, because I trust you and I think you will have their best interest at heart when uh, you do the work for them. So thank you. I look forward to keeping in touch. And to our listeners, thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. Uh, I certainly appreciate you, as I always tell you. Uh, Please continue to send uh, us your comments, your feedback. You know where to reach me, Brian, at smallbusinessedge.com, or you can reach me on social media. And join us again next week for another edition of the Small Business Edge podcast. Have a great day, everybody. You've been listening to the Small Business Edge podcast with Brian Moran, sponsored by Pitney Bowes. Please visit our website, smallbusinessedge.com, for a listing of future podcasts.